You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. We're back with Season 3, Episode 17, the one without the ski trip. I'm Ryan, and my nipples can cook glass. And I'm Mark. I'm sorry, was you speaking to me or sleeping with someone else? <laughs> That's the line of the whole <laughs> yeah. episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is the start of we were on a break many, many times being said. Yep. Although I'm pretty sure it's not said as often as you think it is, but it's definitely like, the, the, I guess, if Friends had a meme, this would be it. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it definitely is one of the memes, right? We were on a break. So, but it is said a lot throughout this episode. Yeah, it is, it's fresh, I guess. Ma- many times, yeah. Like, they're still so. screaming it in season 10. <laughs> they they are, yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I guess before we get into the episode, we should probably talk about the book. The book is here. Yes, uh, Matthew Perry's book has come out. And we've not read it yet. We haven't. I've seen some spoilers. I've, I don't know how people feel about us talking about it. I think maybe we should do a an episode where we just discuss bits of the book do a deep perhaps. dive yeah perhaps um i am gonna throw some little spoilers out there that i've heard about fair which is basically uh matthew perry loved jennifer aniston at the start and at the end and was like rejected twice i mean how do you get rejected twice just go for your shot again i'm too stubborn yeah <laughs> i get rejected once that's it like, you, you change your mind, you come tell me. Yeah, you hear that, ladies. You've got one chance with Ryan. Just one. I'm trying to write a couple. Like, Why well, have you changed your mind now? What's wrong with you? What's changed? <laughs> what, what did you suddenly need from me that you didn't need before? Uh, there was the whole thing with uh, Keanu Reeves as well. So there's a, there's a joke in it where he talks about... Um, is it River Phoenix that, that died? Mm. I forget I forget which one. There, there's, there's a couple of Phoenix. Did you go play the Joker? That's like... Whacking that, Phoenix. Right? Yeah, no, I think it's River Phoenix. River Phoenix died in his early 20s uh, okay. outside a famous club in LA. Um, and he, he talks about, about that because he did a film with him in the 90s. And also, who is the very famous comedian, very large guy who died very young? Chris Farley. Yes, so he, he died. So he talks about them because like, he, I assume, was close to them. And he's like, oh, you know, these, these two amazing people died young. Uh, but Keanu Reeves is still here. And it's like, what? Why, why are you picking up yeah, Keanu Reeves? Keanu, like. And he gets mentioned twice. Uh, Keanu Reeves is, by all accounts, like one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Mm-hmm. Absolute uh, genuine guy. And I kind of think from it, it's meant to be a joke of either Keanu Reeves' acting ability, because for a long time, Keanu Reeves was considered like the wooden actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he was great in Bill and Ted going, whoa. He was whoa. great in The Matrix going, whoa. And that's all he could do. Yeah, point but, break. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but now, you know, he's like doing John Wick and stuff like that. Like, he's an amazing actor in, in particular roles. Yeah. Um, so may, maybe it's a play on that. Like, he's, you know, going back to that old joke. Or, you know, why have we got people like Keanu Reeves here when we could have the... I don't get I don't it. I, I mean... I, I, mean assume it's, I assume it's some kind of weird joke. Yeah, it's odd because I mean, I guess Keanu Reeves is like you know the internet's actor darling type of thing. Where the, everyone yeah. loves Keanu Reeves, so maybe he was right in the book and was a bit like, no one talks about me the way I don't, maybe, I don't know. I, d- I don't think it was that way at all. I think it was probably told like you know, but we've got a Keanu Reeves here. Like I don't know, or it could be you know, Keanu Reeves is uh, thought to be in a conspiracy world, you know, a hundred years old, or you know, because yeah, yeah, we see, we see all these <laughs> photos, right? I, I don't know. I, um, 
perhaps you know there is a, an audible version of the book that's uh spoken by matthew perry okay uh, cool. so perhaps the way he tells it in that is maybe more telling of what he means but what we should do is one of us should read it and one should listen to it right because that'd be interesting because then if i'm so i read it and i read a line in a sassy way you know like, no when he says that he's clearly joking i'm like uh-huh. yeah i don't know if i could actually listen to it because i listen to a lot of podcasts you know we do podcasts ourselves yeah i feel like a book if i was listening to it i probably wouldn't be tuning in properly i don't know i feel like it's, it's the same when i do listen to podcasts like yeah i'm listening to it and enjoying it but then if you ask me later on like some details about it i'll be like oh i, I don't know i struggle to listen to podcasts and audiobooks for the simple fact of my eyes don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll be hearing the words and my eyes just wander around the room and they're like, and they're like I wonder if I could hang a poster over there or whatever, or whatever, or I'll, I'll see like a plug. I, like, What's I, that the plug to? I don't know. Maybe I should go find out. And my brain just starts to get distracted by what I can see. I feel like you're doing podcasting wrong. You're not meant to sit there just staring into the void listening. Like normally you listen to a podcast because you're driving or you're doing washing up or you're working. You're doing something else that's monotonous generally. I used to do it while I built Warhammer, but I cut my fingers open lots doing that because I would just not be paying attention to the Warhammer and I'd be like, oh, that's an interesting act. Ah, oh, my finger's bleeding. What are you doing? Seriously, imagine like googly eyes right now. <laughs> just going all around the room <laughs> as we're talking. Like, hang on. It, it, no, he's not doing right now. He's staring at me. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'll just start the microphone. Focus. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that, that is a weird side tangent. I guess we should get into the episode now, though. <laughs> I guess. Uh, we open in Joey and Chandler at Central Park as uh, Monica and Phoebe arrive. That's yeah. a surprise. <laughs> yeah, who knew they'd meet there? Um, but uh oh, the boys are waiting for Ross and the girls are waiting for Rachel. This is not good. No. Uh, I, I was going to say, I quite like this episode because we have a massive scene change later on. Uh, but yeah, we do start at Central Park again, as usual. Um, yeah, Ross and Rachel have broken up recently mm-hmm. within the last week. Yep. They can't be around each other. No. I mean,. It turns out the night before, Rachel popped to the boys' apartment to borrow some moisturiser from Chandler. Uh, Ross was over as well, and the pair started screaming at each other. I, I, I found it odd how Chandler was like, to Joey, like, couldn't you set to something? She came over for something. Like, it's, it's fine for men to use moisturisers. Like, even in the 90s, yeah. I think it was like, would you rather a crusty guy or a moisturised guy? Also, who was he hiding this information from? One, Joey was there. Two, Monica lives with Rachel. So the only person he could have wanted to hide this from would be Phoebe. And Phoebe's the last person in the group that's going to care who uses moisturiser. Yeah, and, you know, we see later on they, uh, that Ross is really into his oily T-zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rachel walks in as the girls try to rush her out of the coffee shop and we get our first clip. Okay, let's go. Let's hit the road. Hi. Let's get the show on it. Okay, <laughs> let me just get a cup of coffee. Oh, Rachel, I know the best coffee house and it's so close. Closer than here? <laughs> oh, hey, look, I found coffee. Okay, let's skedaddle. Please, I'm not gonna drink somebody's old coffee. Okay, your highness. <laughs> oh, Rachel, I'm really sorry. Um, that's okay, Ross. You want to get back together? Yeah, okay. Did anyone else hear that? I love Phoebe for this. Like, I honestly don't really think that needed to be a clip. I could have just explained what happened, but we'd have missed Phoebe doing it. And I'm almost sad it cuts to the titles because it's so awkward. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, oh, I'm sad, I'm Ross. Like, just, you know, anyone doing the Ross voice is always funny. <laughs> it's, it's just, TV does this a lot 
where like the writers write yeah, at the end of a scene and it's like okay mm. cut and we don't have to worry about what happens immediately after yeah. because telly's not showing us but that's where my brain goes really want to see what happened next like <laughs> yeah. who broke that awkward <laughs> silence did gunfer drop a tray like what happened well, I did like the insults you used of your highness. You're, that's always the perfect insult for anyone. <laughs> Especially if you're giving them some dirty coffee. <laughs> I mean, giving me coffee would probably get that reaction from me in general, but I wouldn't take someone's used tea. Sure thing, your highness. Yeah, just, I'd, be, I'd call me a diva or your highness, whatever you yep. like. I want my own fresh cup of tea. Uh, the gang minus Ross are now at the boys. Uh, Joey's struggling to use some chopsticks. Stop. Yeah, chopsticks. As Rachel knocks the door with some news for the group. She's got tickets. To a lingerie show, and the gang can go with her. Sounds great. And it's models <laughs> in underwear and heels. <laughs> but the gang can't go as they've stepped that door aside for Ross. He asked first, and he's bought a new home cinema system. Well, did you notice how Joey had to clarify? It was like, does that mean underwear? Like, lingerie is too big a word for him. Yeah, it's like, mm, I think that means bra and pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but he's not sure. I do find it weird that they need to wear high heels, though. I mean, I guess it's all part of the look, isn't it? I guess so. Or would you want them in Crocs? No, I just think the lingerie would just be enough, right? In my mind, it's the the appeal of it. Like, lingerie is your, your nightwear. High heels is your going out. It's just a weird combination. But I get why, like, it, the combination works. Yeah, it, it, when you put it that way, it does sound kind of weird. But if Victoria tries to show me her secret in Crocs, she can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> welly boots. Yeah, welly, at least they're practical. Crocs have no purpose. Two of my friends have these really horrible shoes. They're not shoes. They're like rubberized socks that have spaces for individual oh, toes. Oh, yeah. And the most, they're the most heathenly disgusting things I've ever seen. Yeah. They've worn them in my house before no. and it was only out of sheer Britishness and manners that I let them in but the, the only people that can wear them are rock climbers yeah well they're rock climbing yeah yeah I don't want to see you in the dude like weekly shop in that no, no get out of my lessons no. just oh, no but anyway um, Rachel is obviously upset and she just like okay job of hiding it I guess like but you know Ross you know he's got a new home cinema system do they all need to go there like in my mind yes it's kind of bad if Chandler and Joey go to the lingerie show with Rachel, right? Because they are Ross's best friends. Yeah. At the same time, kind of think they're the ones who probably want to go to see the lingerie show the most. Well, and, and, it's, and it's, you know, only happening, you know, this weekend. All right, Mark, you've got a choice. We can go to our friend's house and watch telly, or I can take you to look at lingerie models. What are you picking? Well, lingerie models, yeah. Because when I first thought, <laughs> what would I pick? I was like... Well, it's not like I'm going to get to sleep with any of the lingerie models. Then I remembered that I'm not Joey, and Joey probably would get to sleep with the lingerie <laughs> yeah, models. I yeah. was like, lingerie models. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, you, you want to look out for your friends, but they don't all need to go. They can they can split it some way. Yeah, but again, you have agreed, you know, you, you give someone uh, your word. you got to stick to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rachel does hide she's feeling it, but the guys feel bad. So we get our second clip of the episode. Chandler, what are you doing? Chandler? Oh, my God. You're smoking again? Well, actually, yesterday I was smoking again. Today I'm, I'm smoking still. Why would you start again after chewing all that quitting gum? I'm telling you, this is just like my parents' divorce, which is when I started smoking in the first place. Weren't you nine? Yeah. I'm telling you something, that uh, first smoke after nap time. Oh, that's great. With my luck, that's going to be him. Him? Him, Ross? Nope. Him, uh, 253. His eyes are on the sparrow. <laughs> my parents got divorced. That's when I started using humor as a defense mechanism. So, 
Channeler smoking. I always forget where smoking and Chandler and this kind of debacle is positioned in the series. For some reason, I think it's much later than now. Mm, well, because they bring it up at the, the very first series, right? And it's just kind of peppered in. He does smoke and then he quits. And then it they just bring it up when he's stressed, basically, don't they? I guess. I do like how self-aware Chandler is. He's like, oh, when my parents got divorced, which is when I started using humor as a defense mechanism. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's stressful. Probably shouldn't smoke about it, though. No, but I all the way through that, I was just thinking, when you and Jess broke up, I did get taken to, to see lingerie models. Neither did I. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Jess might have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I, I get it for Chandler. Like, you know, the, we have this with the whole, the, the uh, not New Year's, Thanksgiving stuff and Christmas and things for him. Like, they're just, like, bad things he doesn't want to be a part of. So, yeah, being around, like, people arguing, especially Ross and Rachel arguing, not really the most fun of times, right? Yeah, like, especially given how invested everyone was in their relationship and it finally happening. Especially if you're Chandler, like, you're Ross's best mate and you've known that he likes Rachel since he was, what, 17? Yeah. Like, it would be a horrible thing to be around, I suppose. Um, but it's now Thursday evening. It's movie time at Ross's and Chandler has the window open. Hey, can you close that window, Chandler? My nipples could cut glass over here. <laughs> Mine get me out of tickets. Look, you guys, I uh, just want to say I really, really appreciate you spending this time with me. It's been a pretty hard time right now, so I just want to say thanks. Can somebody else hug him? I have to stay by the window. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, huh? How about this weekend? We have a laser disc marathon, okay? And maybe a tournament on my new. Dartboard, huh? Huh? What do you think? Huh? Two days of darts. It'll be great. It'll be great for next weekend. No, no, no. This weekend, guys. It'll be great for next weekend. I mean, it'll be great. What's going on? Well, we were um, sort of invited to go skiing. You know, Rachel's sister's cabin. Right, that clip didn't need to be that long, but I left it in because Phoebe's line is my joke. My joke? My joke. Her line about her nipples getting her out of tickets. Just, <laughs> it's, it's horrible and seedy, but it's just really funny. So she's so excited about it. For me, it was more the fact that she took um, what was said like quite literally, like where it's like, oh, mine can cut glass. She's like, oh, mine gets me out of tickets. As if like... <laughs> the real the, yeah, yeah. Like that's one and the same. <laughs> uh, that... that clip was so dated though the whole you we can have a laser disc marathon what i knew you'd bring that up when yeah. i recorded this game i was like mike's definitely going to mention the retro tech like that wasn't even a thing in the 90s like like it was but no one ever had a laser disc player expect not in britain like it, no. i don't even know if it made it here at any point yeah probably, they they, but... they were here like they were they were the things that people probably coveted slightly for a year or two and were just too expensive really and I don't know, they, they were kind of very niche at the time because they were so expensive. Uh, they were quite big because they were record-sized, right? And I don't know, they, it, they, were, they just came around at the wrong time. And certainly when DVDs came around, like, you know, five years later, less than that, uh, you didn't need to flip them over halfway through the film and all sorts. So, yeah, um, yeah, like di digital discs, I guess, for us were kind of late. Like VCDs were big in Asia. So compact disc size, yep. video clips, and then laser disc. Yeah, it's but 
No one had a laser disc player. No. It's a cool name though. Laser yeah. disc. Oh, they, they look cool. Like the artwork on them and everything looks really cool. Yeah. Um, it's the only way to see the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, before the edits um yeah it it was just very dated it is it is but uh, naturally ross is down um but does he handle it well no he handles it like ross well it's better than you handling it you didn't invite us around for laser disc marathons and and darts although darts is very dated as well to have in your house yeah i don't have a dart board (laughs) maybe maybe a small air hockey table at one point yeah would have been some like zombie side maybe come on i don't know what accent (laughs) ross was trying to do no was was it scottish yeah it was meant to be scottish yeah like do the scots like darts yeah i couldn't figure it out i assume it's meant to be like a british thing perhaps I don't know. I mean, the only time I know Scottish people enjoy throwing sharp things is when it's at the English. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, one of our uh, biggest TV shows was uh, Darts Bullseye TV show, like in the 90s and stuff. Like, I can only assume that darts players are typically British. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was weird. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going around to Ross's for Laser Disc Marathon. I don't know if I'd want a whole weekend of darts. No, when he said two days, I was like, no, a couple of hours is more than enough of you, Ross. Yeah, like maybe I'll come around at six. We'll have a few yeah. beers and some food, a few games of darts, yeah. and then watch a movie, and I'll go home. I don't need a whole weekend. No, especially as I see enough of you already, right? Yeah, like, you know, when we're in Central Park, I think they've gone missing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the gang do offer to stay though, um, which Ross is also very Ross about. He's a little petulant brat about. It. He's like, I don't want a pity stay. Yeah, like. I get it. He doesn't want to be alone. He wants his friends there. And they are acting very childish of like, you know, got to have the rules, got to invite first. I guess it's the, I guess at first it's the easy, the easiest way to do it. Like, we don't want to treat either one differently or pick sides. So whoever asks first wins, mm. which kind of feels unfair to Ross in the sense that he lives across the street in a different apartment building. Whereas, you know, if Rocha wants to ask for plan, you just run across the hall. Yeah. And then I feel like once one of them twigged that was the plan, it would just be like, you just pull out your calendar and you'll be like, I'll book every weekend from now until the end of time. Yeah, pretty much, right? And obviously Rachel's going with the whole, well, let's do skiing, like, let's do the fun stuff. Uh, I I really love, you know, Joey's, you know, uh, no, but next weekend is great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if, Russ, if Russ was Joey, Joey wouldn't have picked up on that. He'd have gone, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, Russ is a little bit smarter than that, I guess. Uh, but it's now the weekend uh, and all the ski trip people are in the cab on the way to the cabin. Trandler tries to smoke in the cab, but Phoebe isn't having any of it. You cannot smoke. So Trandler? So Trandler? So Trandler so pretends he needs to use the bathroom, which of course gets Joey thinking about needing the bathroom as well, and then he needs to go. Yeah, going on road trip with friends is not fun. You basically have to treat them like children. Be like, has everyone been to the toilet yet? That's fair. Because we're not stopping. Two of uh, my friends and I went, spent a summer in France, uh, and a guy was driving, and our friend Neil doesn't like speed or adventure or anything that's kind of remotely not safe. Um, he, like he's that part of your brain, like the dumb part of a man's brain that goes, "Wee, dangerous thing is fun." He doesn't have. Um, and we must have been doing about seventy down some bay. Oh wow, the speed! Yeah, about some <laughs> tiny French country gravel road, and there was a weird little gravel roundabout at the end. And we've got like hip hop blaring out of this tiny little like two seater, well not like three seater car, tiny thing. Three seater? It was a small car. MR2, I think it was. Whatever it was. We're in it. And uh, 
he doesn't like the hip hop, so he's not enjoying that being on full blast. And then Guy decides, you know what? I'll just drift. I'll just drift the car around this roundabout. <laughs> I mean, MR2s are designed for that kind of driving style. And Neil's fingers were just dug into like, <laughs> the dashboard. Like, ah! This is just dust and gravel in the air as we slide around listening to EVE. It was, it was great. Um, but yeah, he just, it was just reminds me of that, to be fair. That's, every time we say road trip, I think of that trip. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like fun. It's not quite as adventurous as, you know, Phoebe's non-stop braking action. No, they're trying to, you know, she's like, we're here. And Charlie says, like, get ready. <laughs> and no, no one's ready as they go into the windscreen nearly. But uh, they pull up at the rest stop as Phoebe slams on the brakes, which, as we said, Monica isn't prepared for. And her head smashes into the plexiglass partition. I love me a good callback, Mark. And this one's great. But the rest of the guys have spent enough time in the cab to know this is a thing. And it's not hilarious. But it's a nice bit of like continuity well building that I appreciate. Well, there's no seatbelts, is there? Because uh, the people had to get cut out of them. They did. They did. <laughs> but it's just when shows do stuff like this, the nerd in me really, really appreciates that it's it's a bit of world building, yep. and it doesn't massively change the show. But it's one of those things that Friends does that some shows don't, and I think it's part of the reason why we're still talking about Friends all these years later. It's, it's a joke for fans. Yeah, it's a small attention to detail that that makes the show better. I yep. guess. Um, and speaking of continuity, Mark, this has to be the best episode so far for keeping track of time in terms of episodes that are set over, you know, different days. Yeah. Like, you know, when you've got bottle episodes where it's all taking place yeah, in half an yeah. hour, that doesn't count. Um, but yeah, so we find out at the start, it's been a week from the last episode where Rachel and Ross broke up. We know we were at Ross's flat on Thursday and now it's the weekend. I like this. It almost feels weird to know what day it is in Friends. Yeah, it feels very compact, right? Yeah, but the gang are now at the rest stop um, and not everybody's going to use it because Rachel has some particular rules. Are you going to go? No, thank you. No, Rachel never pees in public restrooms. Well, they never have any paper in there, you know? So my rule is no tissue, no tushy. <laughs> well, if everybody's going... Oh, you know what? Don't close it. The keys are in there. Oh, no, 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 no. What's going on? My lighter's in there. The group are locked out of the car, Mark, in the snow. It's a total disaster. Well, you know, before we get into the next bit, using public bathrooms is not a great idea. They're always dirty. Yes. And I never understand how, because, you know, most people's bathrooms at home are fairly clean. People look after them. Restrooms, people are like, nope, it's going everywhere. Yeah, I, I mean, and, yeah, I mean, I've only been to men's bathrooms, but yeah, pretty much like you would think that, you know, you would go in and you know, would sit down and do what you need to do. But it's like men just go in there to pee. It's like they can't pee on the seat at home. So they'll <laughs> pee on the seat at the pub slash bar slash restaurant, wherever they are. Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure we've been in McDonald's where there's been more than pee on the walls, right? And, and at that point, I'm thinking, so you actually used your hands somehow to grab stuff and put it on uh, walls. Like, uh. yeah, pe- people are gross in toilets. And apparently women's toilets can be a lot worse than men's. I don't want to imagine. Yep. Can we just pretend that they're fairer sex as they are <laughs> patriarchal? They, 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 they do not use the bathroom. No, it smells of perfume and there's like <laughs> gently easily listening music on and yep. everyone's clean and tidy. Yep. Which I know is not true <laughs> no. from working in retail for so long. There have been many a time, Ryan, can you clean? No. No. I can't go in that room because I'm well, not a lady. This, well, this is why retail does not allow you to use their bathroom because people do not keep it clean. No. I will, uh, there was one a, once a feminine hygiene product uh, that had been just 
discarded in the bathroom uh, shop I worked at once. I was like, I, I hell no. I'm not, no. <laughs> not touching that. <laughs> no, that needs some like biohazard. Like calling health and safety, get yeah. them on the phone. Like, just not, not happening. Yeah, we're not going down this uh, tangent. But I like Rachel's no tushy, no tissue, no tissue, no tushy rule. I mean, that's a particular thing for women generally. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know when you're drunk, you want to have a sit down, which is you can never count because <laughs> then people have definitely peed all over the seat. Um, I just like the, the way it sounds when yeah. she says it. It's like no tissue, no tushy. I was at work the other day and I. Because I'd watched the episode, I just kept saying, no tissue, no tushy. And no one knew what I was talking about apart from Rich or Bajorian's on the show in the near future. Um, and I was like, and he was like, oh, yes, and we just started chatting about friends. Um, but no, I like the way she says it. Um, but they are locked outside in the snow, which would be a disaster. But luckily for us, Joey has a plan. Look, I just need a wire something to Jimmy. Oh, hey, one of you guys give me the underwire from your bra. What? what? Come on, who has the biggest boobs? Whoever has the biggest boobs has the biggest bra, therefore has the biggest wire. No, I'm not getting my, my, my bra. If you want to get back in the car, we need that wire. Your call. <laughs> okay, Monica's are the biggest. <laughs> These tiny little non-breasts? Please, gotta be Rachel. Mine are deceptively small. I mean, I, I actually sometimes stuff my bra. All right, well, then your bra would still be big. No, I stuff outside the bra. Ladies, let's, let's just compromise, okay? Phoebe, Rachel, take off Monica's bra. All right, forget it. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, we've, we've spoken about nipples an awful lot in Friends for obvious reasons. Yep. I didn't know whether we would ever have uh, an opportunity to talk about breasts beyond <laughs> the nipples, but they've brought it up here. Yeah, the whole the whole part's involved now. Yeah, uh, because the funny thing is, like they're they're going all you know how small or flat chested or whatever they want to call themselves, right, to get out of this. And I think during the time of the show, like it was mentioned a lot, like how slender the women are. Okay, but yet you see like the the advertising. And it's almost like the the David Beckham boxer short thing where actually they suddenly look more uh, larger oh, okay. th- than they do on TV, right? Um, and it was, it, was just, it was just interesting to hear the girls like talk about it. It's, you know, they, none of them were going like, you know, yes, I, I have, you know, amazing breasts. It was all, oh, no, these, these tiny little things, like, <laughs> uh, just seem to be talking down about themselves. And I know why. They, they don't want to take off their bra, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, it was just a bit of an odd thing to to say, I guess. I just like how Joey's got some like proper logic for a change. Is like biggest boobs, biggest bra, biggest wire, and I'm like, oh wait, Joey made three logical points in a row. Yeah, but you're you're talking about bras and breasts here. Like he he's the the expert in this situation. But I'm surprised Joey couldn't just get the bras off himself. <laughs> to be fair, just <laughs> well, just, just look at it. It pops yeah, off, it and the, the the wire flies out the sleeve. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite a funny, funny setup. Uh, and I did like the way Rachel's like, oh, no, I stuffed my bras. I was like, well, you should have the biggest thing. <laughs> I stuffed it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. Um, but Phoebe steps up and bam, Joey gets into the car. This is what I like about Joey. Joey has like the street smarts, right? Yep. And... You know, he plays dumb and does dumb things, but all of a sudden, like, you, you have stuff like this, but it's like, yeah, I know how to do this, and you you almost want to know, why does he know? How does he know? Yeah, I, mean, I want the backstory. Yeah, because like. he's, he's not a, a, a terrible guy. 
He's not grown up in a rough place, but yet he knows like how to get around like these sort of things. Yeah, like is this something Joey and his friends used to do as kids? Did his dad or mum always leave the car keys in the car so he had to practice it? Like, I'm like, I want to know why Mr. Tribbiani knows how to do this stuff. Well, I do wonder, like a lot of American films and that will have like the kids steal the parents' car and it will probably be in this sort of way, right? Yeah. Because um, cars, you know, back then were pretty easy to steal where you could just lift up the, the handle or whatever with, with this. Yeah, it was yeah, just lift the catch car opens. Yeah. But also, you know, nowadays you can't really lock your keys in the car because one, they're probably in your pocket because it's keyless. Yeah. And two, like my car beeps at me if the keys are in the car, so you can't lock it. How fancy. Yeah. Uh, my, most cars do that. My car doesn't do that. You don't even drive. Well, I've still got a car. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drive it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it was always like the fear of leaving your, your keys in there and locking it, like... Because car, car blocks just work different back then. That's fair. I do, I do like how the gang now go to drive off, but they're out of gas or petrol, depending on where you live. Um, and I love how the way people's like, oh, this has happened before. And Mary's like, do you know how to fix it? And she's like, yes, put more gas in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, such a, it's, not a, it's not a fault, Phoebe. It's not broken. No. You've forgotten to fill up. Yeah, you have to wonder like how much further they would have got beyond this uh, toilet break anyway. Yeah, they'd have been stopping anyway, I guess. So we left the guys stranded on whatever route they think they're on. Uh, and we join Ross, but he's not alone. He's dropped in, uninvited, to visit Carol. Ah, oh, visiting the lesbian ex-girlfriend after things don't work out with a girl. <laughs> Ross is truly his best self this week. Yes, and you're getting all the tips right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I've not done this, to be fair. <laughs> I've, not, I've not yet done this. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll do it one day. We never know. Jess, you've been warned. <laughs> Although I feel like if this was me, Jess would know to have tea ready. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, she, she would look up at the sky and see the signal that uh, a woman has broken your heart. Be prepared. What's that signal look like, Mark? <laughs> I, I, can, I think it's going to be like a side-on silhouette of someone like leaning over looking sad and maybe like a teardrop coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, hopefully I won't have to go through any more heartbreak. We won't need to find out. No. But I guess the future will tell us. Um, apparently, Mark, Ross is crashing an anniversary dinner, but not the wedding. That's in January. This is a different kind of anniversary. What kind of anniversary could it be, Mark? Oh, I was wondering this. So uh, there's a a TV show called Spaced, uh, British comedy. It is absolutely amazing. It stars Simon Pegg. It was like basically his breakout show before he did Shaun of the Dead and stuff like that. So if you like Shaun of the Dead and anything else Simon Pegg has been in, check out Spaced. Absolutely amazing. Yep. Uh, But in the TV show, basically him and a woman he's randomly met uh, rent an apartment and it says for like couples only. So they pretend to be a couple so they can get this apartment. And when they're meeting like the, the, the landlady, they have come up with this backstory of their, their couples and stuff like that. And they go, oh, like when's your anniversary? And they both say different dates. And they have to think very quickly on their feet. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the first time is when we, we kissed. And the other time is uh, when we got uh, close to each other. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh, so you kissed after you did the other thing. And they're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, so, so this, you know, he's going, oh, but your wedding anniversary not this. So the way she says it, I wonder what it could be too, because it could just be, this is the date we first got together. Yeah. First met. It could be our first date. could be our first kiss. But the way it's insinuated seems like it's not those. No, it's the first time they were uh, intimate. Yes. Um, which maybe it's because Russ is heartbroken and a mess. And obviously we... We don't ever get actually confirmed that Carol cheated, I don't think. Like, we know there was the time that Ross was left out. Well, you know, they, they met at the gym 
they were together when they had the well, I wouldn't even say threesome, twosome. Yeah, Russ was watching. Yeah, <laughs> making a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like there is crossover in some regard. My mind would be going, "Let's do the maths," and, <laughs> yeah. I would, and then I just immediately be like, "What the hell?" But I, I guess it's a mute point, really. And it, it, at this point, it wouldn't really matter. But it's been three years at this point. It would probably still bug me a little bit. I'd be like, "Wait a minute." Yep. We hadn't broken up until the 14th. We Gee. were on a break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is weird how it's like, it's an ad. I'm like, plus to me, that feels like a weird anniversary to celebrate. Yeah. And I'm like, I get like, you know, maybe celebrating the day you became official. Yeah. And then if you get married, I get, you know, obviously that's a perfectly, you know, I guess cliche or traditional anniversary to, yep. to celebrate. But the anniversary is the first time that, you know, you make Shakespeare's <laughs> Beast of Two Backs. I was just a bit like, is that a thing you need to record for no. the I'm like, No, it's not, is it? But you didn't have to work for it. Oh, I'm going home to celebrate the first time we did it. It's just like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weirdly, weirdly weird thing to do to me. Yeah, like you don't have our anniversary. This is the first time we had KFC together. This is the first time we watched a film. Like, Yeah. Just, you, you had the first time you, you maybe meet or let's say the first time you went on your date. Yeah, I guess my letter would be, you know, first date, maybe first kiss marriage, everything in between, I'm like, nah, that doesn't need an anniversary. No. I mean, I, my memory's terrible, so yeah. the fewer anniversaries <laughs> I'm expected to remember, the better. Yeah. Just so. That's why you combine them with Valentine's Day or Christmas. Yeah, you get birthdays and Christmas, you should be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like any other days, that's just asking too much. But uh, Carol tries to get rid of Russ when he drops the bombshell that he and Rachel have broken up. The bombshell doesn't explode, though, Mark. Rachel still wants him. Rachel. Carol still wants him gone. But, you know, Russ misses the hit. I kind of don't like when people do this when you're like hey look i'm really busy can we chat later and then they just ignore everything you said and carry on with their their plight i guess and you're like now's not the time for this no um you know and i can certainly get why carol wants to get rid of ross you know imagine imagine that hey susan uh you know my ex-partner's here on our anniversary nothing happened yeah i'd just be I, i mean i'm a pretty polite person but if it was my anniversary and i've gone through all the effort of making a meal and I'm, and I'm planning sexy time and, you know, I've made all this effort. I don't care how upset my... I mean, if my ex is, like, you know, crying her eyes out, I'm like, fair enough, you're sad. Go see your mum. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm busy, I can't support you now. And I think it's perfectly acceptable and healthy to tell people at times, you know what, I can't actually support you now and no. I'm really sorry for that, but you're actually affecting my life in a negative way. I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> Maybe don't say it like that. Which it's bad about, like, what? So we have to, because... You, you're sad. No, I mean, I mean the whole. You're affecting my life in a negative way. You need to leave now. Well, I mean, yeah. Whether it's you know an ex or a friend. I mean, if anything, if it's an ex, I feel like you've got more reason to say like, get out. Yeah. Especially depending like how you broke up. Yeah, Carol is very understanding. Oh, overly much, right? Yeah, she is. To be fair, but I guess she kind of has to be. But we get to that later on. Um, but the girls are now on the phone to a picker company. I mean, the problem is Mark. The girls don't know where they are. I think we should call Ross. Maybe he can get a car to pick us up. No, no, I am not getting in a car with Ross. We will just have to live here. <laughs> no, you guys, I'm not getting in a car with him. You'll have to think of something else. Oh, good. Oh, Joey and Chandler are back. <laughs> so the going for help went well. Oh, yeah. Smokey Joe here got halfway to the highway and collapsed. I have a lung capacity of a two-year-old. Then why are you smoking? Well, it's very unsettling. 
So that's why smoking is bad. Yeah. Now, I don't smoke, really. Um, but it does kind of annoy me when TV shows kind of have their, like, say no to drugs, kids, like, moments. And they're very, very heavily anti-smoking in this episode and the following one. Like, it's, it's laid on with a trowel. It is, but also smokers are terrible. Like, no one is ever at the pub going, you know what, I really wish someone was next to me smoking. That's fair. Like, as, as, as the person not, not, in, not smoking, I'm not enjoying anything that you're doing about your smoking. I'm still, all these years later, in two millions about the smoking ban. So for the non-British people listening, in England or the UK, you can't smoke in a building in a confined space. So if you're at the pub or sat at the table, pre-smoking ban, people could light up and smoke on the table. It's the same as in most countries now, yeah. yeah wherever you wanted. Whereas now they have to go outside to a special designated smoking area. And I can't decide how I feel about it. Because I like sitting down to eat food and socialise and drink without the like cloying smoke and you know going home stinking but at the same time when i'm out with a group of friends and i'm the only person that doesn't smoke or vape it annoys me that the ban exists because everybody stands up and goes to smoke at the same time yes and i'm on, then i'm either sat at the table like a lemon all by myself and then people try to steal the chairs and i'm like no someone's sitting there they've just got to smoke i don't like doing that i don't like being chair yeah. guardian or most of the time i stand up and go stand outside in the cold with them and then I'm stood outside with, like, it's like the smoking ban has just made me still have smoke around me. I just now have to do it in the cold. So you're telling me that smokers make your life worse no matter what? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much so. so. I, d- I don't know many people that smoke anymore, which is great. Um, Most people on that smoke have switched to vaping, which is apparently potentially worse to you, but I'm not their mum. That's their business. No. I like that it doesn't stink as much. I think smokers should just go outside by themselves, have a cigarette. Whatever they want to do, then come back inside. Not take everyone else work with them to be miserable outside. You know what doesn't annoy me about smokers? That a study worked out that on average smokers get an extra week's annual leave per year oh, yeah, based from... on how much unpaid smoking time or un how much paid smoking time they get at work. That's why you get a lollipop and you go out and join them with a the lollipop. I just like I don't smoke. Give me that week. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to cover this when when Rachel has to deal with this exact situation, right? Mm. In a future episode. Uh, at the same time, you know. I wouldn't say it's necessarily the show going, smoking is bad, kids don't smoke. Like, there is nothing fun about smoking for, for anyone, really. Well, we don't do it, so maybe we don't know. Uh, and, you know, Chandler smoking is not fun. And, you know, it's, yeah. Like, I know lots of people who used to smoke and stuff like that. And if they want to do it, it's fine. But um, I guess for me, I kind of like the smoking ban and being nice although it does does mean that going to a gig now doesn't have to say you have like the smell of stale beer in the carpets and stuff that the smoke used to hide yeah bo yeah that always, as well. no matter what metal gig i go to it's normally only rock shows i always manage to find that one really fat guy with <laughs> who's always close enough to me to like whip the sweat from his dreads in my face and is taking his t-shirt off because it's too hot at 6 p.m for him in the in the mosh pit right yeah just no but no. well, he's always near me for some reason like that one weirdo <laughs> that gets on the bus to talk to you about rabbits yeah and it's just like what is in next to me there's so many other people do you know why it's because anyone who looked at you right now would be going you're that guy oh god am i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's why you just draw them out they're like oh look it's one of me it's one of us. <laughs> god i hope not <laughs> russ is still at carol's he's still unwelcome and he's still ruining the plans i mean he's eating all the food that she's made yes this is a tough one, Mark. As part of me kind of feels like Susan owes Ross for the pain she caused him. But at the same time, that sounds kind of toxic. Like, you have to move on and can't keep bringing it up. 
Although having said that, I did use it on Jess a few times. I won't lie. Um, no, not for anything <laughs> serious, but little things like where we're going to go for lunch. Um, you know, like should she drop me home or whatever. You know that sort of thing. It runs out of currency mark sooner than you'd expect. I probably shouldn't have wasted it all on going to Nando's. I, I need more details for this. So, what did you do exactly? Oh, it would be like, oh, is, is it like Phoebe? Like, oh, my my mum died, so I need the last cupcake, sort of thing. Yeah, essentially, know? it'd be like, oh, where are we going for for lunch? And I'd be like, oh, let's go to let's go get steak. And she'd be like, I don't fancy steak. And I'd be like, maybe we became a lesbian and broke my heart. And she'd just go, <laughs> oh, fine, we'll get steak. And I used it, and then like, oh, you're gonna drop me home? And she'd be like, no, I'm busy. And I'm like. Oh, how's the lesbian life treating you? And then she just was like, fine. <laughs> and I got I got a good good few you know favors out of it, I guess. Um, I remember the first time it didn't work. She went, no, nope, you've used it too much. And I was like, what? It doesn't run out of currency. She's like, yes, it does. You've moved on now to date someone else, so it doesn't count. And I was like, oh, okay. Probably should have stayed single. You could have got a bit more out of it. Yeah, I'm balanced. I feel like I'd, I'd, I'd take the current circumstance. But yeah, it did run out a lot sooner than I thought it was going to. I think we need Jess back on to uh, hear her side of the story. That is her side of the well, story. Well, I mean, all the, all the stories. <laughs> all the stories. I want to hear, hear how she felt doing all this. Uh, I would imagine... Oh, I always said it in a humorous way, I hope. I know. Like, it's where she finds out and she's like, no, he was horribly manipulative. No, you, you, was doing it, you was doing it in a Phoebe way. What? Come on, you've already used that twice today. You can't use it again. <laughs> if, yeah, if I, if I get Nando's out of it, I don't really mind. Yeah. But still. Um, but luckily for Susan, Roth Beeper goes off. It's 717. Where's 717? Do you know where 717 no. is, Mark? No, so up, upstate New York, I guess. I don't know. Um, Ross calls the number and connects to Phoebes and Monica, who are hiding their phone call from Rachel with super cheap tampons. <laughs> That's not a great segue into this clip. It's, I mean, how do you segue into tampons? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you might need to explain, explain it a little bit more. I know everyone's probably watched the episode a million times. It's in the, Well, it's kind of in the clip, but okay. So... Phoebe's on the phone to Ross and Monica's, you know, on guard. And then Rachel approaches and to distract Rachel from realising who's on the phone to, Monica's all, oh, tampons are only a penny here. Let's stuck up and they run off into okay, the... Okay, that sounds better than... Uh, than I mean, said. what else would you think? Like, there was just some like, it's not the Resident Evil guy who's just stood there going, what are you buying? <laughs> yeah, trying to sell him some tampons. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, let's listen to the clip. Listen, Ross, we ran out of gas and we don't know where we are so we can't get a tow truck. Oh, now you want a favor? Yes, please. Well, uh, I'm sorry your car broke down, Phoebes, but I'm a little too busy with some of my real friends right now. But please call to let me know you got home safely, okay? Phoebe, hang on a second. Here, take my car, go pick up your friends. No, I'm not going to pick them up. Listen, we both know you're going to do it because you're not a jerk, okay? So you can either sulk here for half an hour and then go pick them up, or you can save us both time and sulk in the car. No, Rachel doesn't want Look, me to... I am sorry that Rachel dumped you because she fell in love with that Mark guy, and you were the innocent victim in all of this, but don't punish your friends for what Rachel did to you. Yeah, you're right. Phoebe, hang on a second. Ross wants to tell you something. What? You slept with someone else? We were on a break, okay? We were, we were... Yeah, where are you? I'll find you. You slept with another woman. Oh, you're, you're one to talk. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a great... That's almost comeback. my joke, but yeah. it's not, there, weren't it? <laughs> That's just your life. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love that clip. It's fantastic. Um, but... You know, Susan is right. Ruth, Susan, Carol is. I'm getting names over. You are. Carol, I'm just tired. Uh, Carol is correct. To be fair, Ross isn't a jerk. He may be a brat, but he's not a butt. You know, he will go help. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he's just sulking. Sulking is wasting time. She knows what he's going to do eventually. Like, he's not going to let his friends down because of Rachel. Like, he might go and help his friends and leave Rachel there, but ultimately not. Like, if Rachel turned around and went, you know what? You're right. We was on a break. I'm sorry. He would be right back in there going, yep, we're getting married again. Yeah, Doing a happy dance down the street. Russ's weird, petulant anger is kind of so hollow because you are right. If Rachel went, I forgive you. Let's carry on. Russ would be like, woo! And just be straight back in there. Like, I kind of get it. Uh, You know, he's been... He's been slighted in some ways because of this. Um, whether that's his because of what he's done or not, I don't know. Like he, he's feeling emotional, feeling sad, feeling unwanted. I just, feel like he just wants attention. It's a tough one because I understand where Rachel's coming from in the sense of even if on a a technical, legal, moral basis they were on a break, and therefore Ross technically hasn't done anything wrong. It doesn't change how it feels to Rachel. No. So even if Rachel conceded, we're on a break, you know, fine, you, you're not naughty. It still doesn't change how that's going to feel to her emotionally. No. And that's the problem like Rachel's having, I think. I don't think it's the principle of, oh my God, did you betray me or didn't you? It's the, this hurts, and seeing Ross hurts, and thinking about Ross with copy girl hurts. Yeah. It's, I don't think he, she's trying to punish him in a, in a vindictive way. It, this just hurts. Yeah. So, you know, you kind of feel bad for Rachel, to be fair. But a lot of the times, it does just come across like it's a technicality. And it's yeah. like, I'm still mad at you. And it's like, no, she's just hurting. And and I think Ross probably should have gave her more space than he did. And maybe things would have changed. Yeah, definitely. But who knows? We'll never know. Because that's not how the writers made it pan out. Um, but Ross arrives to meet the guys. And Phoebe exclaims, it's Ross on one of his drives. <laughs> yeah. I love this. Like, Phoebe has been fantastic this entire episode. Yeah, this is probably one of the first episodes in a long time where every character has had something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. It's just, I just love the, the idea that she's like, Rasson, one of his drives. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> in, put, in the wilderness, I'll yeah. I'll just put that out there yeah. and the gang will buy it because it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, well, that's feeds all over. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Rachel grudgingly accepts Ross's help. Here we go again. I, I can't handle this, guys. You know, I can handle it. Handle's my middle name. Actually, it's the... Uh, the middle part of my first name. <laughs> All right, Phoebes. The cab's ready. All right, let's go. You're welcome. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you speaking to me or sleeping with someone else? <laughs> we were on a break. Okay. You know, Ross, why don't you just put that on your answering machine? Hey, hey, it's valid, okay? And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Monica agrees with me. What? I don't know. <laughs> That's what you said last night. What I said was, was that I understood. Joey is the one who agreed with you. Okay. Really, Joey? What? You know what, but there is, there is no right or wrong here. No, I think it's very obvious who's wrong here. Obviously not to Joey. What? So yeah, I I have to be with Joey on this, and and everyone else. Like I'm fed up with the arguing already, the bickering. Um, I, I've got to love, you know, when he chucks Mon- Monica under the bus and she's like, I don't know, 
I, and then you know, and Joey Joey was back and I was like, what? Like if anyone like tries to just what? Sorry, I'm not listening. I'm not, not gonna not gonna say anything, right? I mean, it, it's super difficult. Well, I've never really been in a situation where friends have dated within the group. So it's been like I've had friends and they've yeah. broken with people who aren't part of our core part of our group or they've not dated long enough to become a core part of the group. They, they fade away very quickly, right? Yeah, so I've never had to kind of pick a side because I guess I already had one by default. Yeah. Um, but it, it does seem like a really horrible situation. I mean, I, I don't know how I'd handle it. Like, what, what are you meant to do? And, you know, if say I'm having a conversation with Rachel, I'm going to fully understand where she's coming from and probably agree and nod with a lot of what she says because... You know, I'm living her explaining it to me and seeing how she's, you know, feeling. And then next night I'll go chat to Russ and I'll probably nod and agree with a lot of Russ says because it, they're both my friends that are both upset for different reasons. Exactly right. Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Like, I get it from their point of view of the guys. Like, you don't want to be surrounded by moaning and bickering. It's only Chanda doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they need to just... They've probably already aired their grievances before in their massive argument and just deal with it and just don't talk to each other or don't interact in that way. Like especially Rachel at this point, like she needs help in this situation. Just sit there quietly, out of the way, let him help you and then you can be on your way. Don't start turning it into your relationship again. Yeah, I mean, she's gracious enough to, to thank him, um, which is to me is that, you know, a big, a big win for Rachel there. Like whether or not you want to call her the wronged party, she's, she's the, the more her of the two, I guess. Yeah. Um, like we all know and we've, we've said it before if she'd slept with Mark Ross would never have forgiven her no so you know but we'll say that Rachel's the, the wrong party I guess um, it's very gracious of her to thank him because it's, it could be polite but I would also say it's just gracious as well yeah um, normally Mark on the show we tend to over analyse the comedy of everything do we we do we have for that bit <laughs> but we don't really need to this episode because Chan was flat out said several times that all this reminds me of his parents divorce and that kind of stuff can stay with you for life, really, and clearly has in Chandler's case, and it will come up time and time again. Uh, yeah, it does. And I guess uh, it gets funnier as it goes on, as they kind of twist it from, you know, just like the divorce stuff into why the divorce happened and all the silliness of, of it going on and, you know, his father's burlesque show. And they, they bring humour to, to his pain in some ways. Well, speaking of his father's burlesque show, I saw a quote, which I didn't verify, but apparently Kathleen Turner, who played Chandler's dad, said that if she could go back or was doing it now, she wouldn't play the role of Chandler's dad and would give that role to a trans actress, which confused me because I never thought Chandler's dad was trans. I just assumed they were a transvestite, like a, kind of like a drag act type thing. Well, yeah, I just assumed he's just in drag, just wears dress and makeup, not anything more yeah i didn't think that they'd like kind of change gender or or find their true gender expression however you want to phrase it um i just assumed it's a drag show because of everything you see from the show and the ballet show it doesn't come across like someone had transitioned it comes across like a a performance and a lifestyle that yeah. Chandler's mum couldn't accept or deal with well especially years later and probably people listening to this podcast right now you go oh yeah Chandler's dad was actually played by a woman yeah they're like what like everyone just buys in. Yeah, it's a man in drag. You don't you don't ever question it. At no point did I ever go when I'm watching it going, that's a woman that's dressed up as uh, a man in drag. Oh, I I always knew you did it that? was a woman. Yeah. I, I think most people don't. Maybe I'll recognise it from something. I don't Maybe. know. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like most people didn't until like a few years ago when, maybe quite a few years ago when there was probably an interview with her talking about it and like, oh, I didn't realize that this actress or actor played this part. It's fair. I just I just found it an, an odd thing to say, given that it was almost like they were attributing a. Oh yeah, because you you can be into drag without you know being gay or being trans or anything, right? Yeah, I love me some drag queens and RuPaul, but yeah. I'm you know straight, yeah. and it's just well, okay, I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's well, the, the the TV show Bob's Burgers has like a couple episodes where they have um, like drag characters in there, and like and Bob's like, oh, you know, is. No, I'm I'm enjoying having fun with you, and they're like, "Yeah, it's fine. Like, you don't have to be into anything. You're just having a fun time with us. We're just dressing up." Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff where I guess people, understandably, if not reasonably, get very protective of of aspects of their culture um, because they see it as like, "Oh, you know, I know that a lot of people or some people were upset at the success of RuPaul's Drag Race with mainstream audiences because yeah. they felt like it was normal in commas, as they call it, or, you know, mainstream people stealing part of their culture. And now all of a sudden you've got all these, like, straight people enjoying drag queens. And I was like, I kind of got where they were coming from in America. I found it a really weird attitude for anyone British to have, given that dressing up in drag has pretty much been a British staple of, of, of comedy for, forever. Yeah, and, you know, mostly... The people doing that were, you know, straight men, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, not not all of them, but you know, it was just that's the the thing they do. They're they're a drag actor, and it was just seen as funny. Yeah, like Les Dawson act. would dress as old women all the time, yeah. and I guess Britain's. We well, got Mrs. Brown boys now. Yep. Um, you know, there's there's a it's, yeah, it's it's never been considered weird or odd. It's just considered a, a different type of comedy. Yeah, like, I guess Britain's most famous drag queen would probably be Lily Savage, uh, yep. Paula Grady. Yep. Um, Really, really wish Paul O'Grady would do more drag stuff as Lily Savage. Cause well, as he's so got much. older, like he's kind of like dropped that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's very much more himself now, yeah. I guess. But still, anyway, back to the topic. Um, Phoebe steps up and calls Rachel and Ross out on their petty nonsense uh, and tells the pair they need to work it out and how to be around each other, or that's it for the gang hanging out. Which is true. Which is true. I kind of feel like for that level of automaton, we needed a bit more, we need to see a bit more of it. Because I know it's been a week and we're just supposed to fill in the blanks of what happened every time they interacted because you really don't want to bore the audience with two or three episodes of Ross and Rachel sniping yeah. each other, even though they continue to do that for quite a while. But to me, that was a big automaton to drop after, you know, what to uh, my eyes was 20 minutes. It is. I mean, they set up at the start of the episode at Central Park, like, oh, you know, they can't be around each other because they're just always arguing. Yeah. Um, and then they set it up again, like, oh, you know, they're going to argue if they are together. We can't deal with this. And then when he turns up, it, you know, it, they do set it up pretty well that this has been happening a lot because they do spend a lot of time around each other because of where they live and who they're related to. So it sounds like it's just been a constant them just bickering every time they're in a room together. So yeah. I, I think it's fine. But I, I get your point. Like we probably needed a little bit more an episode showing this. But Phoebe's right. Like, you can't just have them two arguing all the time because these guys are not having fun. They're being pulled different directions you know to go on ski trips or to watch laser discs or whatever like yeah they don't want to do all that yeah but the gang goes to get back in the car as joey asks if, who's going with whom uh and ross is a grown-up and tells the group that should finish their plan they had together without him yes ross see deep deep down like way deep down he's a good guy and rachel is great and i said thank you well the the gang do say like oh maybe we should invite ross now he's like come out here and there's another argument you know, with Rachel going, oh, you know, you, she she finds out in the end, you know, that they were thinking about asking him. 
uh, which I think is quite nice of them to to think about. And then she's like, oh, you know, you can't even ski anyway, Ross, so why would you even want to come? And he's like, oh, no, my ski skills. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, which is a great line. Um, yeah, you know, Ross Ross knows, like, he's kind of not wanted there. He would be getting involved. He'd be making it worse. So, like, he he's doing the right thing at the same time, but it's kind of gutting for him that he's helping them out. And then it's like, yeah, thanks for your help. Goodbye. We're going to have fun. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned about, you know, does... Does Carol owe Ross for the you know the pain she caused? And in this one, I'm kind of like, yeah, Ross, you are kind of just kind of like paying paying your dues off a little bit in this sense of, well, it you know it isn't the good thing to do and they're not the right thing to do. It mm. is kind of like, yeah, you do kind of deserve to miss out on the the weekend. Yeah, but at the same time, Rachel only did this to to spite Ross anyway. She did, yeah, that's true. She did, but uh, no good deed goes unpunished as the gang drive off. But now Ross's or I guess Carol's car won't start. And he's just stuck there. Yep. Um, it's late now, and Carol's door is buzzing. She's in her nightgown as she lets Ross in, and he asks if she was sleeping, and she pointedly says no, she wasn't sleeping. What was she doing, Mark? Uh, making a sandwich. I was really waiting for you to say, <laughs> Susan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's like, Ross misses the point, and eventually Carol slams the door on Ross. And yeah, I just... This anniversary is ruined. Yeah. Poor, poor Susan and Carol slash not. Well, not really. Like he, he left before Susan turned up. Uh, yeah, he's like interrupted Carol and Susan, whatever they were doing, whether it's sleeping or Scrabble. making a sandwich or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, I assume that Ben's there as well. So, you know, maybe they're looking after Ben. No, but I feel like Ben's at, Ben's at the parents' house. Somewhere else, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, a low-key ending, right? But I, I quite like this whole episode. I like the ending purely because it gives us another laugh after what's quite a, oh, like you kind of feel a bit bad for Russ and, you know, the gang have had a big kind of ultimatum argument and nothing's really settled. No. It's all up in the air. So then getting a, like, you know, a good little bit of a cheap laugh at Ross at the end. Is, Maybe, is quite right. Nice. Um, but that's the end of the episode. But yeah, I, I quite like this episode. It's just because it's a, a totally different scene that we get to see. Uh, the gang are really funny. They're all interacting. Yep. Um, they all had their, their own little parts and moments, which is a great. Like I said earlier, you know, there's been episodes where Chandler or Phoebe haven't been in there at all. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just a nice episode. I feel like this is an episode that's actually looked down upon quite a lot. Because I, I tried looking up to see what were the worst friends episodes because the next episode we're doing, the one with the hypnosis tape, um, I'm going to spoil it. I kind of found it maybe maybe boring's the wrong word. Uh, maybe a background episode. It wasn't wasn't very exciting, and I think this episode came in like the top fifteen like worst friends episodes. Okay, and I was like, oh, no, it's actually quite funny. Like it's a little bit low key at points, and the bickering's a little bit annoying. But actually, there's some really good funny jokes there, and some good like character moments with everyone. Uh, I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, we all know that my least favorite episode is the one with the thumb. Yep. Um, this I quite like it. It's it's a nice. Kind of continuation of the giant drama we had, but it doesn't kind of beat you ahead of it too much, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a mid-season episode. Um, I don't really think I have anything more to say about it. Like, I've, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's yeah, it's good. all summed up. It's, it's a nice, just a nice, easy, like, draw the line under. Cool, that was nice. Thanks. See you next week. Yeah, like, we're, we're moving past Ross and Rachel now, and we're probably going to have half a season of, of fun, of, like, the joking and messing around and him meeting other women, but still wanting to be with Rachel and... And we get London, which I'm really looking forward to. 
in the map, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not far from the end of this uh, series right now. At ah. uh, episode seventeen, only a few more episodes to go. Yeah, it's, it seems like it's gone quick. This season's gone quick. Yeah, lots to build up, but still, that's it. Yeah. We're good. Uh, we'll see you next week uh, for season three, episode eighteen, the one with the hypnosis tape. Uh, are you going to talk about where else they can find us? Those really important things you always forget. They're they're important to talk about. Well, the most important is our Patreon. Yes, definitely. Where you can help support us, bring you more phase- amazing and fabulous content. We 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 are definitely inflation busting because we've not upped our prices. Yeah, we have. <laughs> so so we kept them the same. Uh, yeah, you can help support us. We really appreciate it. It allows us to bring you this. I guess uh, without your support, we couldn't afford it. Nope. Uh, so yeah we have different tiers you can support us for, for one pound a month that's just a nice tip drive if you enjoy our episodes and want to chuck us a, a quid or a dollar or whatever although I will point out that the donation does not include tax you will have to add sales you do tax to, to tax, your donation yeah. just to be clear yeah. so, uh, and then we have the five pound tier which is great because you get exclusive episodes every month and we talk about Joey and other things you get to chat to us on the Patreon um that's the most important one. Yeah. You get ad free versions of the show, so you don't have to get your phone out and skip past the ads. If you which I know you it, do. Yeah. If you ask for it, Mark will give us tangent free episodes. Of the oh, they'll be two minutes long. They, yeah. <laughs> the show was really good. The end. <laughs> have I got to edit out my own tangents? Or? I, I have been thinking about do we edit and uh, make an episode like a. A clip show episode of all the tangents. God. And I was like, oh, that'd be so much more work than just recording an episode. It really would. <laughs> Let's pass on that. Yeah. Um, if we so get 100 patrons, we'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only only 98 more to go. We can do it. So, yeah, but, uh, do support us if you can. Uh, otherwise, where else, Ryan? Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Watching Friends, on Twitter at Watch Friends Pod. And on Facebook course... is Watch Friends Pod as well. Is it? Yeah, I made them both the same, so... I finally remember them and then they get changed. No, you don't remember them. They say the same the whole time. I never remember changed. them. I've been saying for nearly three seasons now that we should just record these and press a button. No, because the whole point is people hopefully listen to this bit of the episode as well. But they'd listen to that bit too. No, they wouldn't. They would go, it's the same as last time. Let's turn it off. Whereas hopefully there is nuggets of gold which sometimes appear. It is little... the same as last time. I don't remember them. And then we No, we, 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 do, we do have little talks and other things. Sometimes we put in little extra bits at the end here. Yeah, we do to keep you going. Um, yeah, watch Trends Pods at Twitter and Facebook. Uh, you can message Ryan there so he knows. Yep. And Tell me if you like my tangents. Yep. Yep. And what other weird stories you want to hear about? Yeah, ask me random questions. I'll answer them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need. We we should have an ask me anything for you and Jess and have the listeners uh, write in. Oh God. That's a dangerous suggestion that is, that because is. I will answer anything and I don't know if <laughs> Jess would not hit me for that entire episode. Yeah, she probably wouldn't want a few things said out loud. Yeah. We'll, we'll give Jess a couple of... We'll give her like three vetoes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, just three? Is, is that it? Yeah. Is not, that enough? Not for her, just fat ones that I can't answer. Right, <laughs> okay. Like, no, like, get to play the X card. <laughs> Ryan cannot answer that question. And I'm like, all right, cool. Next. Uh, and obviously you can subscribe to us on wherever you're listening to this podcast. That's always helpful, especially as you can keep up with all our latest episodes. So, Speaking of that, I am curious as where physically you listen to the podcast. Like, are we on your commute? Are you in the bath with a glass of wine? 
Are you in a bathrobe? <laughs> Is that where you're going? No, I just enjoy it. Are we interrupting your anniversary? Like, well, what, well, what are we doing? <laughs> well, we, we did discuss this earlier that you have to <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> you sitting there looking around the room, <laughs> wondering what to do with your eyes because your ears are occupied. It's a perfectly reasonable thing. It's a weird thing. <laughs> okay, answer this, this. You can, uh, you can message us... Um, I don't think the contact form's working on the website, but it's contact at watchandfriends.com or you can message us on Twitter or Facebook. When you're listening to the podcast, are you just staring into the void, wondering what do you look at and then getting distracted because you've seen a chair and you're like, why do chairs have four legs? And actually forgetting why you're actually listening to the podcast. No, I have to close my eyes so I can pay attention. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you suffer what Ryan suffers from? <laughs> Googly eye syndrome. <laughs> Googly eye podcast syndrome. Can't right. focus on what he's looking at when listening. Do you cut your fingers open when listening to podcasts? That just sounds emo. I'm building Warhammer when I do that. Yeah, I don't know why your ears distract you from looking at what you're looking at. I don't know. I start paying attention, trying to cut a bit of flasher for a freaking Imperial Guardsman, and then whoops, missed. Because your ears distracted your sight. I guess. How do you how do you live? How do you walk out on the street? Oh my god, I heard a car, I fell over. I don't know. You only have so much attention when Yeah, it, we know that. When it goes places, I get distracted. Okay. Well Ryan would like to know where you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, probably most people's answer is uh just as I'm about to go to sleep. Which is both a good and bad thing. Like they're like they find it soothing that they can fall asleep to, but also they're falling asleep to us and our exciting content. Yeah, hopefully, you know, we're keeping them up all night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I could try to sleep, but Ryan and Mark are dead and I just can't. I just yeah. can't. <laughs> I had to go through all the episodes. Yeah, so Ryan wants to hear that. Do let us know. Uh, indeedy. Uh, but that's a cheerio from me. Goodbye from me as well. <laughs>